Tonight, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, the two men that I'm about to introduce to you are powerhouses in music. And I, I'm not saying that lightly. I mean, they bring it. So I want to welcome to the table on Table Talk tonight, uh, Ryan Edgar. Hey, Ryan, where are you at, man? What's going on? Um, I'm, up, I'm up in Big Bear. Awesome. My, my, son's, my son's turning 16 uh, this weekend, so we, we got away. Got a little trip. So I hope you're grilling him some steaks or something. You better believe it. <laughs> it's, on, it's on deck, bro. It's on deck. Pastor. That's awesome, man. Well, we love you, Ryan. How's Nikki doing? All is well? She's doing great. She's doing really good. Awesome. Really good. Her. Go ahead. I was just going to say that uh, she, she launched us out this morning. We had a good morning. So. Incredible. <laughs> And then Brandon Holt, man, I love you, my brother. Oh, Bishop, man, I love you too so much, brother. I'm so excited to be here. So are you, you're in Georgia right now, right? No, sir. We actually, we relocated uh, right kind of at the beginning of the pandemic. We came down to Florida. And so uh, we're about an hour and 15 minutes uh, kind of, I guess, southwest of Orlando. So we're kind of between Lakeland, Tampa, and Orlando. It's a beautiful area down there. What church Absolutely. are you in? I'm actually, you know, we're, we're basing here uh, in a little city called Avon Park, and uh, I've been helping my dad out. He's a pastor here at the sanctuary in Avon Park. So. That's what I thought. Yes, sir. Man, from yes, what sir. I see, y'all got it going on, brother. Well, we we're trying. <laughs> I was listening to your uh, to your album on the way to the church tonight. I was listening to it as I was getting ready. Your live album, and man, oh, that wow. thing is super anointed. And I want to encourage everyone to go to Brandon's site, Brian's site, get their stuff. These guys are an incredible blessing. Guys, we're going to talk about a few things. You know, today I, I posted we have to choose faith over fear, right? We mm -hmm. have to choose mm -hmm. praise, praise over panic and, and worship over worry. And uh, during this pandemic, I'm sure you guys have kind of been keeping up with the stats like I have. One of the most interesting things that has taken a hit is this whole idea of singing in church. You know, in California, they, they said, you know, you can't even sing there because the coronavirus travels and all of these different things. It's quite a challenge. And as we know, right. churches have gone online and we've been able to enjoy worship. A lot of guys are flying in music from other places and sharing it on their online experiences. What I, and I think that's pretty cool as well. But what I don't yeah. like is the fact that we, we're kind of losing that engagement and that involvement that is irreplaceable in the sanctuary, right? You mm -hmm. cannot replace the intimacy of worship and the intensity of praise online it's something you have to be there to enjoy and i've been in services with both of you guys and you carry such a genuine anointing that when you sing uh things begin to change there's a shift in the atmosphere you can see stuff falling off of people's lives you know you can see peace coming into the hearts of people even while you're singing so let me get into some things here during the pandemic I've said this a lot recently, but one third of the church has stayed with their pre-COVID churches, right? And then one third of the church has changed churches because of whatever preference they have in leadership. Here's the, here's the scary part to me. One third of the church has left the church. So one third of the people that were going to church 
is no longer going to church. And they said after about nine weeks, I studied this today, after about nine weeks of watching church online, they just decided I can do other things on Sundays. And that is, wow. a, that's a scary thought, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And so with that being said, you know, I have seen a shift in the body of Christ. And I know you guys are seeing it as well. So there's a demand, there's a mandate of heaven on all of these offices. The office of the pastor has changed. We've got to navigate through this season. The office of the evangelist, itinerant preachers, Brandon and Ryan, both of you know about traveling and how important that is to your ministries. But that mantle you carry as a musician, a praise and worship leader, a minstrel, um, what kind of, let's start with you, Ryan, what kind of feeling has this season brought to you in the office that you inhabit? What, what changes have you seen and what do you sense going on in that realm? Because we understand how important music is, right? Ephesians right. chapter 5 tells us, I, I wrote this down today, Ephesians chapter 5 says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. The book of Psalms is 150 songs, right? Mm -hmm. So all of right. a sudden we're writing songs and it's not part of the sanctuary. How's that? What is that dynamic like, Ryan? Well, um, one is I really miss it. Yeah. I miss it. And I know a lot of people miss it. And um, because, yeah, you're right. When when people come together for that purpose and they come together and they worship, there's something like there's something amazing that happens in that agreement. There's something amazing that happens in that moment. And, um, it's always a set time also. It's like yeah. we're going to worship this morning and it's a time when people can. And, and I think that it's hard for people to make schedule and do the things that they need to do. And, you know, uh, when they don't know what's going to happen. Right. Right. And it being scheduled is one good thing because you're always kind of looking up to that, you know, looking forward to that Sunday morning. You're looking forward to what you're going to be doing and the people you're going to see. And with that sort of taken away, it's, it's become a lot more about, for me, it's become a lot more um, about engaging with it myself, engaging with my calendar. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's taking care of what needs to be taken care of and, and, and figuring out what I need to replace that, what I need to do on my own. And it's, it's taken my walk deeper. It's taken my worship and the time that I spend with God into a, into a new place. It's been refreshing and good and yeah. I'm encouraged, but I miss it, you know? Right. I bet it's challenged you to be more innovative, not just the intimacy uh -huh. you're enjoying with God, but to be more innovative in the way you're presenting music that yeah, has to be absolutely. happening with you. So yeah. someone once said, and I find this to be true. Listen to this quote. As the music is, so are the people of the country. As the music is, so are the people of the country. Music has never been so vile. Right. And the country has never been this violent. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that has a lot to do with the tone of our nation right now. Music mm -hmm. is affecting what we listen to affects us. We know that. Wow. And so... Yeah. Brandon, I was in Orlando <laughs> preaching a Judah conference. Clint invites this guy up to sing that I've never heard. I think it was 2011, <laughs> 2012. 
and he introduces yeah. a guy named Brandon Holt. The guy <laughs> comes to the microphone, and before you know it, the place is erupted. People are laid out. There's such an anointing on your life, Brandon. Talk to us about what music means to you, and what, what, have, you, what have you experienced personally during this pandemic? Well, I mean, that's that's such a loaded question. Uh, you know, I don't even know if we got time to, to even really delve deep into that. But, uh, you know, I'm going to say it like this. I have learned and, and really, honestly, man, the call that I feel that God has put on my wife and I is to bring a revelation to the body of Christ that mm-hmm. worship is prophetic okay to, to its to its root is prophetic and so mm. i teach this all the time because i believe sound is important i'm literally starting to write a book called the sound of worship and it takes all of the scientific revelations that we've had in the last 10 years on the science of sound and waves and vibrations and energy yep. and it teaches what the bible has been teaching it literally just you know, sets up everything that has been taught to us in scripture before the science was ever even found. Wow. And so when we release our sound into the atmosphere, the power of sound, the power of the energy that we release, whether it's negative or positive, has the ability to shift the molecular structure of the air. Mm. They literally now, uh, George Mason University had two young men create a machine or a tool a device that uses bass sound waves you can go look this up on youtube all right just look sound waves extinguish fire Mm -hmm. they created an instrument that can be pointed to fire and the sound waves can literally uh uh, change the molecular structure break apart the particles of oxygen and it will extinguish fire like that's how powerful god created sound to be And so what we first need to understand is every sound you release is one of two, positive or negative, and it will shift the atmosphere around you, not just in the spiritual. We've been preaching this in church forever, but it is scientifically proven that it shifts the atmosphere in the natural. And then when we connect that to faith, we see that happen in the supernatural. Come on, man. So my, my issue is we don't realize how powerful our worship is because we don't realize how powerful our words are. We've been preaching this for years, wow. but people don't have this revelation of it. And so I believe it's prophetic because in John chapter 19, John talks about getting caught up in this vision where he begins to worship an angel and the angel stops him. And I always like to say it like this. I'm going to tell you in the new King Brandon version. All right. The angel goes... <laughs> Yo, homie, yo, 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 dude, stop worshiping me, man. I'm not worthy of your worship, all right? Yeah. And he tells me, he's like, you know, I'm created below you. You're created higher than me. You're a son of God. But then he makes Mm. this statement that I really believe that the modern day church has missed. We have prostituted this. We have manipulated this for our own gain. But he says this, in the King James Version, he says that the spirit of prophecy... Other translations would say that the foundation or the beginning, or here's my here's my favorite, original intent or the purpose okay. of prophecy, okay. all right, yeah. is not to 
pointing to a crowd and tell somebody they got a backache. I do believe God works like that, right. but that's not the original intent of prophecy. You that's ready right. for it? It says that the spirit of prophecy is to declare Jesus into the atmosphere. Yes, man. And I, I feel the reason we have such a weakness in worship right now is because we have had generations before us who did not realize that what we declare in worship is important. And we have kept people in the position of beggars and the position of being needy, thirsty, hungry, longing, and desperate because that's the songs we've been singing and we've not realized our positions as sons and daughters. We've had an identity crisis and we keep telling God how needy we are instead of how satisfied, complete, and whole we are in Christ. And then we're, we're declaring these things and we never see a change or shift in our life. Man. And so until we start declaring wow. what God says about us, till we start making it truly prophetic where yeah. we declare Jesus into the earth. And let me just help you, believer. Are you ready for this? When you <laughs> declare Jesus, you're declaring who you are. That's right. Because we are joint heirs. We are the righteousness of God, mm. not through our own works, but through his work. Yeah. And that's where I think we're missing it so much, especially when this pandemic hit, because it shifted everything. Yeah. We no wow. longer have the cushy, you know, nice sanctuaries with the That's light true. shows and all yep. these cool things that I love, mm -hmm. man. I'm all about it. You have to know Jesus to be able to worship in your Come pajamas on, at your house watching online. That's right. And the reason so many are falling off is because they got in they got more into the method. Yeah. rather than understanding who we were actually talking about. Man, that's and so incredible. when the focus has been on us through our worship songs, when we put the focus on us to saying I, I, I all the time, I'm telling you, it, it messes our head up because we don't, that's why so many people, even in the church, man, we got pastors killing themselves. We got pastors' wives dying right Yeah, I was right reading now. something today we about that. People, yep. Exactly. Uh, we got people who are walking and living in depression in the church and have no idea that their words have such power. Now I'm not talking, listen, I absolutely believe in therapists. I believe in uh, psychiatrists. I believe that there are people who have chemical imbalances, but I also believe there are people who were riding the coattails of that, who were just always so down in the mouth mm. and they don't want to declare who they are and have a re revelation of what's already been given to them yep. through Christ. And I believe that our worship is supposed to emulate that. It's supposed to be surrounded and saturated in the declaration of who Jesus is because that's when it becomes prophetic. Yeah, and the, and the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that the ministry of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Yes, The ministry exactly. of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I was telling someone today that prophecy is not just foretelling, but prophecy is telling forth. So when you put that prophetic edge in a song and you begin to prophesy to the, Ryan, I hope you're with me because I think I'm leading right into one of your, one of your songs oh. you just wrote not long ago and we were okay. blessed by it recently, but you use yeah. that in the song. You talk about prophesying and somehow when you get that prophetic anointing up on a song when you begin to declare and decree in the atmosphere you are telling forth you are telling the future to change you are telling the atmosphere to change you are telling generational curses to be broken and that's why david so anointed watch this that when an evil spirit would visit saul we know what would happen when david would worship 
the evil spirit would leave because he would begin yeah. to prophetically magnify the Lord and things would shift in the atmosphere. Ryan, I yeah, want yeah. you to talk to me about this song, uh, Testify, okay. that, just, that you just wrote not long. That song, I can't listen to it without crying. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, thank you for encouraging me as always with it. And you've been a part of this journey that God's been leading me on. And I can't wait to actually be able to release it right. for people to hear it. Um, all I can say is that there's really something special about it. <laughs> yes, um, it is. It was, it was powerful in the room when it was written. It felt like a song for now, but no matter when now is, if it's later, it's yeah. a song for now, right. you know? Yeah, I, hear I feel you. like it's really, there's something about this song that it's really important uh, that, you know, whatever your season is, whatever season you're in or whatever is going on, that you can plant your feet and be able to declare something like this. Yeah. You know? So um, let me ask you this. Is, are you under contract that you can't sing the song? Well, I can sing it for you. Man, I'm not under no contracts. Now, Brandon and I might disappear for a moment because I think they're going to enlarge your picture. But sing, sing a little, sing it all if you want to. Brandon, you're going to love okay. this. Okay. All right. I feel it in the room. Somebody needs a breakthrough. Somebody needs their mountain to be moved. I feel it in the room. Somebody here is desperate. Somebody here needs everything to change for there to be a way where there hasn't been a way for something here to break. So nothing is the same. Somebody testify of everything he's done. Somebody prophesy every good thing that's to come. Somebody shout the name that shifts the atmosphere. Oh, if you know he's good and he will do it, somebody testify. Oh, I feel it in the room. Something in the spirit, somebody's walking out completely healed. I feel it in my bones, somebody's fear is leaving, somebody's empty hands are being filled. But faith is made a way where there hasn't been a way. Somebody testify of everything he's done. Somebody prophesy every good thing that's to come. Somebody shout the name that shifts the atmosphere. Oh, if you know he's good and he will do it. Somebody testify. Somebody testify. Wow. That song is powerful. It's anointed. And I'm going to tell you something, brother. That thing is going to impact the body of Christ. When it is released, 
It's going to be in God's timing, and it's going to impact the body of Christ. Brandon, how do you like that song? Oh, man, that is amazing, bro. Woo, somebody it, testify. Thanks, Come on. Yeah, somebody <laughs> prophesy. When you were talking earlier, Brandon, you talked about neuro, neuroscientists and all these studies. So I actually looked at some of that today myself. And they said that worship, now listen to this. These are neuroscientists say, say these words, that singing and worship gives rise not only to personal emotion, but it, it facilitates transformation. In other words, it opens the door for change. And as yeah. I'm studying this, they also said that singing worship acts as a natural antidepressant because Ooh. it releases endorphins, the feel-good chemical that we have in our yeah. body. That's why right now when you were singing, Ryan, I started feeling better. I started feeling good about stuff. I started seeing that everything's going to be all right. And that's the power of worship. Studies have also linked singing with improved mental alertness. This is what they said. Memory and concentration increase in the brain when we are worshiping. And finally, they said they discovered that changes in the brain during worship make people nicer. <laughs> it makes them more forgiving and it makes them more trustful. So we can use all the worship in church that we can get, right? That's right. Right, right. Yes, indeed. So, Brandon, talk to us. You know, you got on that prophetic thing, and I, and I so appreciated that. Talk to us about Second Chronicles chapter 20, just for a moment. Mm -hmm. Verse 22, the Bible says that when the people of God began to sing and mm -hmm. praise, that the enemy turned on themselves. That God set ambushments against the enemies. Those enemies were Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. The yeah. people of Mount Seir literally means tempest people, troubled right. people. And uh, then, of course, Ammon means of the people, whatever the people want. And Moab means what father or fatherless generation, right? And that's the armies that were facing Jehoshaphat. And Jehaziel, the prophet said... This is the Lord's battle. You're not going to need to fight in this. But many people don't realize where Jehaziel came from. Jehaziel is the son of Asaph. Asaph right. wrote 11 of the songs in Psalms, 11 Psalms. Right. So he came, he's a Levite. He came from the line of worship. Something happened when the Bible says in verse 22, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, when they began to sing and praise, Ooh. the enemy got confused. Yeah. Talk to us about that, Brandon. Man, Come, on, Brandon. Not... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Brandon. Come on, Brandon. Come on, Brandon. Let me just tell you something. I I love Ryan Edgar, dude. I've known I, I got too. to meet him back in 07 when he was with Israel. We were both at Deeper and yep. I've got to just follow him. But dude, I just I just want to I was I wondering if this. you guys knew each other. I love so y'all do, man. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, well, we've been We've been those Facebook friends, but I, I think after tonight right. we're gonna we're gonna shift that a little bit. But uh, yeah, let's do it, brother. That's it. Awesome. We got to write together. That's what we got to do. Awesome. Um, Boom. But let me, you know, so for me, man, it goes back to, you know, Pastor Clint Brown. Yeah. Used to teach on how praise confuses the enemy, and I just believe that there is power in that when we open our mouth. All right. You know, you know my pastor, uh, Pastor Rick, Pastor Ben Daly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he has taught me so much about understanding the rhythm of grace, understanding 
the power of the prophetic mm-hmm. that comes mm-hmm. through the supernatural release of declaration. Right. And so for me, um, the word Yod, all right, which is the, the word that was used in the Hebrew, uh, uh, you know, to, to speak forth or to create, right? So God always spoke. And so it has three letters that, that make up the word Yod. The first letter is represented uh, by a hand, okay? Okay. And then the second letter is the representation of the, the letter or the number five, which in the Hebrew represents grace. Grace. And then the third letter of Yod is represented uh, by a symbol of a door. Okay. Mm. So what happens when we open our mouth and we begin to declare and prophesy and praise, we connect the natural to the supernatural through our faith, right? Yeah. And the hand of grace begins to open the doors in our life. Wow. Like we don't understand the power of the praises in our mouth. And I just believe that this was a type and shadow in the Old Testament of what Jesus would accomplish on the cross by giving us the authority to open our mouth Mm. and to put a praise in situations. The Bible says that he dwells Mm. in the praises of his people. So when you know you can't pay a bill or when you've got depression or when you're dealing with sickness, If you need God to dwell in your situation, you need to learn, as my friend Tasha Cobb said, you need to put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. The reason we do that is because God's going to show up anywhere you release the glory that's already in you through the finished work of Jesus. And so if we would grasp what this is trying to show us in 2 Chronicles, before they even had the cross, before they even had the Messiah, God was already showing us that we have the power, listen to me, to release a sound that can confuse the enemy who's brought a fatherless, troublesome uh, 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 issue to our country. If ever before the church needed to rise up and open their mouth and worship and prophesy and declare, it is right now. We've got to start putting political sightings away. We've got to uh, uh, find our identity in the kingdom and not who we're supporting, whether it's the elephant or the donkey, because we're all, if we claim Jesus, seeing a spirit of antichrist that is rising up in the world today, creating confusion. We have the largest fatherless Mm. generation in the history of mankind. And if the church don't rise up and understand that worship is just more than singing the songs on the screen during the slow time of the service, we're not going to see anything begin to shift and change. Right. And it's not about the elephant or the donkey. It's about that lamb, isn't it? Come on, somebody. Worthy is the lamb. So That's right. mm. You talked about rhythm. I believe that God moves in rhythm. Here's why I believe that. The Bible says in Psalm 29, verse 3, that the voice of the Lord is upon many waters. So waters have a current. They have a tide that goes in and goes out. And if you've ever been to the beach, which we all have, you hear it. And it's almost like a a perfect timing. It knows when to come in. It knows when to go out. And the voice of the Lord is upon many waters, different currents, different tides, different speeds. And I think that when you begin to declare a thing, you know, Moses said of the tribe of Judah, he says, Lord, hear the voice of Judah. Judah's praise. Jesus is uh, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Judah's praise. So when praise goes forth, 
there's some things that are voice activated. And when we find the syncopation of God in a moment and we voice activate it in a song, I believe stuff is open. Judah opens mm. stuff. I believe stuff opens in the atmosphere like your song said, Ryan. It's beautiful, beautiful mm. words. Brandon, what mm. I want you to do, man, I know I ask you guys to be prepared to sing a little bit. Would yeah. you, do you have a keyboard in front of you? I can't see it if you do. Absolutely. It's, it's down there. Yeah. Good, good. Can you, can you just voice some things in song tonight? Oh, yeah, man. Your voice is a little low. Yeah, your voice is a little low. I'll bring it up just a little bit. How's that? A little better. There we go. I'm going to get to singing loud, so I, I don't want okay. to Okay, all, all right. right. But uh, I just want to say, uh, where the word now begins. Yeah, man. One with God, the Lord knows how. Your hidden glory in creation is now revealed in you, our Christ. What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. And nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. The name of This right here. My sin was great, your love was greater. Oh, that's my testimony right there. My sin was great, your love was greater. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could save? What a powerful name it is. The 
king. What a powerful name it is, Lord, and nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Worship, man. Jesus. Yeah, man. your name Jesus bless your name man let me tell you when you were singing that song you know the Bible says when David sing that saying that Saul was refreshed and in the Hebrew it literally means that God began to make ample room to cause to breathe again or to refresh there means to anticipate with a great expectancy I tell you what you did. You brought, you let us breathe again, Brandon. You could feel a vent. There was a vent happening while you were worshiping. And people were being healed right while you were worshiping right there. They were being refreshed. They were being renewed and being revived. Mm -hmm. And you were singing to him. I tell people all the time that worship is our faith response to God. Yeah. We don't know what he's doing. We just know what mm -hmm. we're doing. And really, worship is just a faith response. And when we're worshiping, God starts moving. God inhabits the praises of his people. Come I'm going to shift the dialogue just for a moment in closing here. And I know Man. I just want one more song from each of you because you, you guys are blessing us. I believe this is what, I wrote this down today. I believe this is what's going to happen to every move of God. There's always a distinct shift in the music first. <clears throat> 
in every move of God, as you said earlier, Brandon, there's a sound for every move. Sound in the tops of the mulberry trees. Sound of a rushing mighty wind in the upper room. The sound of the trumpets at Jubilee. The sound of the shout at the walls of Jericho. Every move of God is accompanied by a sound. And I believe that there's a shift in the music that precedes every move of God. I think that's happening now. And I wrote this down. I believe that we're moving <clears throat> from more of a classical type of sound to more of a contextual sound. I believe the church is moving from performance to participation. I believe that music in church is moving from cerebral to celebration. I was writing this today. From the awe of God to intimacy with God. You hear that? From the awe of God to intimacy with God. We're moving from the meditation of music to the mission of music. We're moving from entertaining the people. Hear this now, guys. We're moving from entertaining the people to ministering to the Lord. Come on. The Bible says Samuel ministered to the Lord. People don't want to hear what you read out of a book. They want to hear what you heard in your prayer closet. Mm, right? That's good. We're moving from intoxicating the congregation to invoking the presence of God. And I believe that's the shift we're going to see in this next phase coming out of this pandemic, I think worship's going to go to, it has to go. I was preaching in Jamaica and there was about 4,000 people in this meeting, no air conditioner, people <laughs> you looking in the windows, people sweating, you know how it is down there. And I had Tim Johnson with me. You guys know Tim, I think, but he was leading worship for me at that time. When we got through, we got in the car and we was going back to the hotel. And the old bishop that was hosting the conference said something very deep. He looked at Tim and he said, you must plow deep. And Tim looked at him like, what are you talking about? And you know, the Bible says Judah shall plow. Mm. Praise plows. And he tells right. Tim, you have to plow deep. And then he pointed to me, he said, because he's a deep preacher. Mm. He brings a deep word. So the seed that he's carrying as the word, if you've not plowed deep in worship, then the seed can't go deep. That's pretty strong, isn't it? So he oh, told yeah. him, he told him, he said, you have to plow deep. And, so, and, and I believe that. You know, I just think many times we have scratching the surface in praise and worship. We scratch the surface, but we don't let Judah plow. And mm. I want to yeah, encourage praise and worship leaders that will hear this. Plow deep. Because the deeper you plow, the easier it is for the man or woman of God to bring a good, deep word to the people of God. Absolutely. Ryan, you've led worship for everybody that, you know, and you never talk about it. You're so, you're so humble about the things you've done in ministry. Um, talk to us about this next season, just in closing. What do you see in this next season for the church, the next season for praise and worship? What's next? What I'm feeling right now and what I'm and what I'm seeing is this is it can't just be phoned in. We're learning how to grow okay. as worship leaders and, and just like all, all pastors are having to get um, more creative and more engaging in this time to connect with people and having to think outside of the box and trust God in ways that they never thought they were going to have to. Mm. God's funny like that, isn't he? You know? Yes, that's true. Get you in a place where you got to trust him and, uh, and take you down a path you might have thought you didn't have to go down, you know? Uh, right. And uh, 
I feel like in this time there's a sharpening. Like, like for me personally, I know that's happening. And, and, and a lot of times when you're going through something, there's, it's, it's pretty highly likely that there's a lot of people that are feeling the same way that you're feeling and um, crystallizing what it is that we do mm. and why it's important. Asking yourself those important questions. Why is it important for me to be a worship leader? Mm. Why is it important for me to do it? Really knowing that. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many new things going on and so much in the. I'm kind of going off subject a little bit, but there's so many things in the air. There's so many, uh, there's so much information going on that can kind of take us off track. Right. Right. Um, and I think it's important that we're able to hang our hats on a few things that we just know. I know that God is faithful yes. and I might not understand every bit of it, but I understand that when I sing to him, whenever I let go and, 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 and I engage my faith uh, that way with him, for some reason, he moves on my behalf. Wow. For yeah, some man. reason, he starts to change things that weren't going to change, that weren't supposed to change. Things move. Yeah. Ah! Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I feel well, you. Like that, for some reason. And, and I think right now it's important because I think that the church has been dealing with something, and that's that people will go in and get that really powerful Sunday morning and then get into their lives, and then they have a separate life. Mm-hmm. It's separate because it's not what's happening. Uh, this don't feel like church. This ain't church, you know, like, and, and, and there was a separation. But now I think that the cultivation of that at home, of using the things that have been taught, yeah. you know, I think that we're in, uh, I think that being in that season, when it's time for us to come back together again, it's going to be really powerful and very different, you know? Yeah. Does that answer your question? Answers it very well. And I, and I will say, I, I just want to caveat on your thought of very different. I don't sorry, know I have that, a helicopter flying over my head right now. I am so sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. You know, you said different, and, and I'm not sure we'll ever see church like it was again. And I think that God hit the reset button on everything from Sunday school to the pulpit to the praise and worship team to the porters. I think the reset button has been hit, and I think it, if, if we don't come back strong and different than it was then I think we may just be in a vicious cycle. We can break this cycle if we hear what God is saying and doing in this hour. And that is so, so strategically important. Brandon, um, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys this question, and this is going to get on some folks. This is going to be like a root canal for just a moment for some people. So hang with me, okay? Here we go. Right. Let's talk about church musicians for a moment. Yeah. Um, Why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> let, let's just say, let's just say, when I say the reset button, remember earlier when I said it's real easy for churches now to fly in praise and worship? And it is, right? Because most churches are online right now. You don't even have to use your own praise and worship team. There are guys out there producing work praise and worship sets and will produce it for your church. Brandon's doing it and will call your name's church out during praise and worship, which I think is super powerful because now you can have any praise and worship leader you want leading praise and worship in your church, right? And that's really cool. And I think in this season, God is awakening musicians, church musicians, to rethink their commitment to the house of God. I'm going to just, I'm just stop there because I don't want to keep going in that. Brandon, give us some thoughts on that. I had to go first. <laughs> you know, man, it, it, 
I think God, listen, every time I think about 2020, all I see is Ross Geller trying to move a, a couch <laughs> up the stairs yelling, pivot, pivot, pivot. <laughs> That's been to me what this year has been for the church. It's been a pivot. And a lot of people have been able to do it. And a lot of people haven't. It's been hard for them. Right. And, uh, and I hate that. You know, I, man, before this, for the last five years, since I've been traveling full time doing consulting, I've been telling pastors, man, you got, you need to have online ready. Like you, it needs to be a part of what you're doing. That's right. It's a powerful medium. And then now when it was mostly what everybody has and what many are still only have, um, you know, it's, 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 I think it's brought a revelation. And, and as far as musicians go, um, I, listen, I, they're my friends. Like, I love these guys. I have hundreds and possibly even a couple thousand uh, worth of musicians that are connected to me that I know all over the country, right. even the world. And so I know that there are a lot of them who it was a gig for them. And they looked at it as the same as the club they were playing in on Saturday night. And they just had to be up earlier on Sunday morning, you know, and, you know, I don't, I don't want to judge them. I'm not trying no, to, no. you know, I'm not trying to bring my, one of my favorite, you know, say is there's no condo, no bondo. Like I, I ain't trying to bring condemnation or bondage to anybody, but the reality is I believe that this has been um, a complete reset for the church as a whole, but specifically for people who are serving as minstrels, because listen, we are the ones yeah. who are going to create the sound of heaven. Yes. That is going to bring awakening to the body so of don't, Christ. So don't you think that this season has put a demand and that's where I was going with this. Absolutely. It's put a demand no, on it, it that. I get I get doing gigs on Saturday nights and Friday nights, and I have a yeah. healthy respect for the profession called yes. a musician. I Absolutely. have a healthy respect for that. But I, I think where I was going with that is not to condescend to those guys because we, we love the fact that they come and play at our churches. But I think right. what I, where I'm going with that is what you just said. This moment has real, like it has pastors and preachers. It's put a demand yes. on us to bring a right now word. Do you yeah. feel the same thing as a worship leader? Absolutely. Like I'm telling you, like if, if we try to go back to what we were doing before, I don't believe it's going to, to work anymore. And I, that's what I'm saying is there has to be this pivotal shift where we take the responsibility as those who are the Levites in the church yeah. to say, I can't just come and know my song well. Right. I can't just have all my parts down. I have got to be in this all week. Sunday cannot be the only time that I'm worshiping the Lord, you know, in my life. Yeah. And I think that's what happened was it's easy to get into that groove where Sunday just becomes Sunday. Yeah. And I, I just believe that the Lord is calling us to hire and that he has, he has used this as a catapult yeah. to raise up um, instruments and voices in the kingdom that are going to bring that shift yeah, uh, uh, you know, like you were saying earlier, that shift that I'm telling y'all, listen, it's a war, man. Like yes. if we don't think that the media 
is being used to create division. Like, y'all, listen, we got to understand. I just did something crazy the other day. I showed it on Facebook. And I don't get political. I don't, listen, I don't, all of that is WCW, Monday Night Nitro to me. Y'all hear what I'm telling you? <laughs> right. Like, it's all Hulk Hogan and the NWO, and they're all going to dinner afterward with, you know, Macho Man and all the guys. So it's like, I think it's all a bunch of hooey to get caught up into that. The, the reality for me is this, that if we don't realize that there is an enemy out there yeah. that is trying to bring confusion and right. division, division. I did something where I showed this on Facebook and I challenge anybody who's listening, go to Google after this, pick a number between one and 2000. I don't care what number it is. Let it be the most random number you can think of. And then add the word new cases behind it. So let's say you pick like 1,562 and then put new cases and hit search. It will pop up some type of news feed, news story that AI bots have written so that every number you pick shows that there's new cases of Corona going on. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think that that's messed up, like, I yeah. don't know what to say, because listen, I believe that it's a real sickness, but I also believe that we're using fear tactics to keep us silence like if we don't see that as worship leaders if we don't see i mean look at california man i can't even believe it like i would have never thought in my lifetime that i would hear that there's governmental regulations and i want people to be safe dude i don't want people yeah. to be sick and, and our friends, friends uh, our friends out there buddy they just going on with it <laughs> they are some dude. of my and, and, some of my friends out there that are pastoring churches they are just having church and doing their praise and worship and everything anyway which i respect because there's a power in releasing the sound. And what I was right. trying to get to that with this is, if we don't fight with the same intensity, yeah. if we don't release the sound of the kingdom into the earth that is being distracted and divided by the sound of the earth, right? right, right. Because it's all, it's all the, you know, I mean, it's it, the airwaves, everything, man, there's such distraction. Right. And that's what the enemy wants to do and worship brings back a focus and it yes, is it does. there you go for the instruments and the voices and worship and the singers that's and all right. of them worship to come brings back us back that. that's right worship brings us back into focus brandon i'm gonna say one more thing ryan can you sing us one more song yes sir okay i'm gonna say one more thing ryan and then you sing and then i'll say another thing and then brandon i want you to close this in song but let, let let me just say this as a pastor let's get real practical right now okay so you know you guys know i came out of the azusa movement with Bishop Pearson, and I was all a part of that whole thing. And um, so music was a vibrant part of Azusa. It was, it was everything we did. So <clears throat> I was taught early that the word rides on worship. The word rides on worship. And so when Elisha gets ready to prophesy, you, you've heard this, right? He said, I can't even prophesy till you bring me a minstrel. Mm. I can't even deliver the word of the Lord without music. So if, if worship leaders could get that mandate right there and feel, if it feels a little heavy, right? It feels a little responsible. I think that's a good thing because really I can't deliver a word that is a right now rudder word, ready word to deliver the people of God in an atmosphere that's not saturated in the presence of God. And so you know, I, I want praise and worship leaders to feel that a little bit. Like you said yeah. earlier, you guys, yeah, go ahead, Brendan. I'm sorry. I just, listen, you, it's, it's just the Holy Spirit. I talked about this Sunday in a sermon I did for church here in Florida. 
there was a experiment done where scientists who were studying sound and the effects of sound in the atmosphere went to a desert and in that desert they built a bird sanctuary <laughs> wow and this this area hadn't had and i can't remember all the specifics but the the gist is this the area hadn't had rain in months and even possibly years mm. it was completely dehydrated it was a deserted area no rain no moisture nothing and they put this sanctuary of birds in the middle of this desert plain area and let them live there for a few weeks to a few months and what they found was that the sound of the birds singing begin to draw My and God. pull clouds into the atmosphere My God. and within months of that sanctuary being in that area rain began to fall Ooh. and i'm telling you the reason worship is so important in the body of christ is because we release a sound that brings forth the clouds so that heaven can rain down Come on in this and building. saturate every area of our life especially those that have been dry and deserted and crusty some folk are needing the rain of the holy spirit yes. and what they need to do is open up their mouth and let the sound of the kingdom come out and watch god send the rain into their situation powerful ryan Give us a song, man. That was powerful. Come on, man. Hold on a second, okay? <laughs> By the stripes, we are healed. By his nail pierced hands, we're free. By his blood, we're washed clean. Now we have the victory. The power of sin is broken. Jesus overcame it all. And he has won our freedom. Jesus has won it all. Hallelujah. Yes. You have won the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. Death could not hold you down. You are the risen Seated in majesty, you are the risen King. By his stripes, we are healed. By his nail pierced hands, by his blood, we're washed clean. Now we have the victory. The power of sin is broken. Jesus overcame it all. And he has won our freedom. Jesus has won it all. 
singing along with me out here <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll, it'll, it'll start raining in a minute that bird that bird did not sing this whole time but during this song that bird was like quack 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 you guys keep talking about that bird and someone once said a bird doesn't sing because he has an answer the bird sings because he has a song wow and you guys have a song and uh, you are singing those songs tonight. This has been so refreshing to me. Before Brandon sings, just let me say this. Thanks, thanks to both of you. Do both of you guys know Eddie James? Y'all know Eddie, right? I know of him, but I don't know him. Brandon, you know, you know who Eddie is. He's, he's really taken a hit during this whole pandemic thing. And um, we're raising money for him tonight. So if people would like to give, y'all know how powerful he is in praise and worship. If yes. you'd like to give to help... Uh, Eddie James, please do so tonight by texting Quest Norman to 77977. This is a great opportunity for us to be a blessing to one of God's great psalmists in the earth in Eddie James. Um, Martin Luther said these words, Brandon, next to theology, I give to music the highest place and honor. Music is the art of the prophets. Among the gifts that God has sent, one of the most magnificent. It calms the agitated heart temptations evil thoughts and all the passions that would disturb a man's soul they're all quelled by music's divine control as the evil spirit left Saul and his temper was allayed when David took his harp and he began to play Martin Luther said those words and I believe that to be true and when you guys sing I'm telling you you guys are anointed can I just give you a word of a prediction and prophecy here your best days are in front of you. Your best days. The, I hear the Lord saying the glory of what you do later will be glory of greater glory than anything you've done formerly. That there's a glory and anoint, not just an anointing, but a glory that's going to set down in congregations when you guys begin to sing. And the glory, glory is the heaviness. It's the weightiness of God that's going to set down among people. Do you remember when Solomon's temple was built? The clouds sat down in there when they began to sing and they couldn't minister to the Lord anymore. There's a glory that is coming to both of your ministries. We love you guys. I love you. Our people love you. And thank you for being with us tonight. Brandon, one more word in a song or just worship, man. Thank you so much for being here.
Hey, Brandon, can you turn can you turn up a little bit, Brandon, so we can hear you? Yeah, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Is that better, guys? I don't have you. Uh-oh. Ryan, can you hear him? I can't hear anything. No, I can't either. How's that? There you, there go. you go. There you go. Nope. Went away again. You had it when you touched oh. it. How's that? There you go. Nope. Oh, no. Hold on. There you go. Nope. All right. Is that better? Oh, my goodness. How about that? There you go. All right. We're good? Yeah, yeah man. When good. you Something in that touch. <laughs> uh, Lord, these, these mics can be finicky. But I was saying, uh, I'm just honored to be a part with uh, you, Bishop. You've been such an inspiration. And then even Ryan, before uh, I really got deep into this, you know, he was already an inspiration in my life when he was with New Breed and and just seeing what God's done in him. I'm just really for real honored to even be uh, counted in this group with you guys. So um, I really feel led to uh, sing a song that I put on um, my, my the Sound of Worship EP that we released a couple years oh, ago. Oh, I love that thing. And uh, it's the last song. And I just feel like there's some fe- some folks watching who are feeling discouraged and maybe you've hit this season maybe you've been going through a tough time maybe like eddie myself ryan guys who our travel completely stopped i went through a couple months man where i was really struggling with my purpose and going okay god if you don't do something i'm gonna go sell cars or something i Mm -hmm. you know i can't just sit here and wait like you know i gotta provide for my family and the lord just reminded me of this song it's not even a christian song per se I believe the lyrics were written through the inspiration of the yep. Holy Spirit. But yep. Martina McBride recorded it first. Yep. And uh, it's a song called Anyway. Mm. And uh, I just feel like this is going to be ministry to somebody. So I don't care what you're facing, what's happening right now. You've got to believe. You've got to dream. You've got to love. And you've got to sing. Mm. And most of all, you've got to pray anyway. All right. So I hope this blesses everybody. Come your way, dream it anyway. Oh my goodness, I just had a brain fart, y'all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hold on. The yeah, that was heavy though, that was good. I know. Hold on, I'm about to look it up because the devil's a liar. Oh. No, you, you, Brandon, you have to sing this song, and I want to tell you why. When I was getting ready tonight, I was, I was praying, and I said, Lord, I'm not going to ask Brandon to sing the song. I want you to please tell him to sing this song. Oh, my god! So gosh. let me tell you, the, the enemy is fighting this song. Bro. He you, did, dude. You, yeah, you, <laughs> you have to sing this song. Here's what's funny. I've not sang this in months. I mean, See? months. God hears my prayers. God <laughs> hears my prayers. <laughs> All right, I got the words now. We're going to do this, and uh, we're going we're gonna to tell the truth and shame the devil. <laughs> That's right. right. All right, here we go. All right, you can spend your whole life building something from nothing. 
And one storm can come and blow it all away. Build it anyway. And you can chase a dream that seems so out of reach. And you know it might not ever come your way. Dream it anyway. For God is great, but sometimes life ain't good. And when I pray, it doesn't always turn out like I think it should. I do it anyway. Oh, this world has gone crazy. And it's hard to believe that tomorrow will be better than today. Believe it anyway. Oh, and you can love someone with all your heart for all the right reasons. And in one moment, they can choose to walk away. You gotta love them anyway. For God is great, but sometimes life ain't good. And when I pray, it doesn't always turn out like I think it should. I do it anyway. Oh, I do it anyway. You can pour your soul out singing songs you believe in, and tomorrow you all might forget that I ever even sang, I'll sing it anyway. Oh, I'll sing it anyway. Oh, I'll sing, I'll dream, and I'll love, I'll love anyway. I'm gonna sing I'll dream and I'll love I'll love anyway let me tell you I'm gonna sing oh I'm gonna dream I'll love I'll love Wow. Come on. Ryan, is that powerful, brother? Super powerful. Thank so you, guys. Powerful, I, I don't know how to thank so both powerful. of you enough. You, you've been a blessing to so many people tonight. And by Monday of next week, thousands of people would have seen this. So I want to mm -hmm. tell you, thank you so much for your time. I know time is precious to both of you, and you gave us your time.
Time is more valuable than money. Ryan, please tell Jordan we love him and happy birthday and sorry for taking you yes. away for this hour. Please go and enjoy him. And Brandon, you and your wonderful yes, wife, I watch y'all all the time. She's incredible, man. Yes, sir. Both of you I guys, weigh. both of you guys' wives, I, I, I have to tell you, brothers, that's some bad <laughs> girls right there. Them girls we, can we, sing, man. We both way out punted our coverage for sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well said, brother. That's awesome, Pastor, man. Hey, man, listen, I had to wear my Georgia colors for you. Even yeah. though I'm a product oh, of grace, I had yeah. to let you know I'm repping the, the red and black. Brother. Yeah, I see that. But, but you need to know LSU's coming for y'all this year. Co Coach O said, Coach O said he's going to play football at midnight in a pasture if he has to, but LSU's going to play football. So no, what you mean is Coach O said, I'm going to play football. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, guys, we love you. Have a great love night tonight, too. and thank you yes, again sir. for being with us.